some people get caught up in like you know just recharging and giving yourself rest time is enough but it's really not you need to like rest and also you know treat yourself to things that are satisfying and unique and keep you like intrigued and motivated and fulfilled feeling and usually those things i find are not what your job is either like as much as i love the restaurant and cooking and all that kind of stuff the things that i need to do to really feel like i've been given energy back are generally other things like skiing or rec league hockey or soccer or you know whatever but not just like i took an extra day off it's like Okay. Yeah. So, what'd that do for you? I just check emails the whole day off too. Right. Probably, like, <laughs> get away from the desk. Yeah. We started our product photography agency in 2021 because we wanted to create a work environment where we could finally show up as our whole authentic selves. Now, we're hosting conversations with other entrepreneurs and industry professionals on how they were able to do the same for themselves and their clients. We believe that there's no separating business from emotions. Welcome to the Sensitive Business Podcast. We're your hosts, Nisa and Sabari, founders of Ginger and Carrot Productions. Let's get into it. Hey y'all, this episode we sat down with Jared Steber, owner, operator, and head chef of Little Bear ATL, one of our favorite restaurants. He also extremely influential as you get an hour start. He was our first client, our first free client, and he's just been amazing to work with and is always there when we needed him. We talked about how he recharges, what's he doing in his spare times, and his many hobbies, and just got to know Jared a little bit more. Now, there are a lot of jokes in here. Some may or may not be on the line, but... <laughs> This show is going to have a lot of jokes in it. We're going to be a lot of cackling. It's a good time. I can't wait to get into it. Welcome, Jarrett, to the Sensitive Business Podcast. Thank you. It is truly the pleasure of my day post 12 o'clock p.m. <laughs> I feel the same way. <laughs> so, Jarrett, um, you said it's the, it's the highlight of your day so far. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. We are uh, kind of in the throes of the holiday season around work, so things are pretty decently busy. Um, closed on Christmas Day and New Year's Day, but we're open around it, so just kind of working through the end of the year, trying to tie up the the business uh, loose ends for the year, and then we have our little winter staff vacation break in uh, mid-January to look forward to, so we got the light at the end of the tunnel. Can't really complain. Yeah. That's awesome. I always love that you'll be like, we're closed for three days because everybody's taking a day off. I was like, you better set the tone. Let, let yeah. these other restaurants know what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, cool. You gave them like maybe a day more than the normal days off. Awesome. Wow. What a holiday break you gave them. Sometimes that extra day is a difference. <laughs> that extra yeah, I guess day so. is a difference. I guess so. Well, if we stick with the week for now, maybe one day we'll just be like, fuck January. I'm sorry. Am I allowed to cuss on this? I'm sorry. Yes. You're allowed to get yeah, okay. the segment of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we okay, get cuss on this podcast. That's, that's cool. Try my best. <laughs> Put on my good behavior. 
No, it's fine. <laughs> It'll be the one. He's like, movie. wait, what is CBS watching? Like, yeah, this, this yeah. is on Disney Plus, right? <laughs> I, I wish. I wish I had a Disney Plus check. I will thing. happily take a Disney check. I don't care. Disney sponsor us. <laughs> We thought about making ads or spaces in the in the podcast for ads from certain people like, oh, uh, Ellen Chrome, here you go. Hey, Delta is popping <laughs> you right here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Jared. So, Jared. Oh, what do you fuck with? <laughs> uh, food, obviously. Obvious. Fuck obviously. With food and drink very aggressively. Mm-hmm. Um, those are probably the, the big ones. And then... Uh, Fuck with skiing now that we're in the winters. My little long weekends. Try to take as many little ski breaks as we can. We just went last weekend. Take my normal days off and just add an extra one and shift over my schedule when I get back to balance it out. This kind of keeps me sane having the long ski weekends. Um, how do you but, ski, dude? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. my god! How did well, did you grow up skiing? How did you get um, right skiing? here? Here's, here's my skis right here. Oh my god! I just got these Atomic Redsters. So Atomic, oh, wow. if you're listening, you want to sponsor me? That part's easy. <laughs> okay. I'd be more than happy to take some free twigs. Yeah. Um, yeah. I grew up. My dad uh, grew up skiing himself, and mm-hmm. would always take my sister and I at least like once a year. We'd go skiing spring break. So, like being up on the mountain and in the fresh air and getting a little break from food stuff you know yeah this is good for that i was looking at skiing like fucking extreme sports <laughs> yeah i mean it can be watch it it's like the olympics and their cross-country skiing <laughs> yeah. i recently discovered i forget what the sport is called but they have to like cross-country ski and then they gotta yeah, take the, the skis thing, out. whatever it is then they yeah, gotta shoot oh shit so yeah. fun. Like, yeah. so trying to hold a rifle steady when you're out of breath out of breath and it's cold, and cold and you gotta take your trigger finger out because you can't have it yeah. it's like but you gotta put it back it's <laughs> i yep. was watching the, it's i really fascinated about the winter olympics a couple years ago i got into it because we were yeah been hip into it because of figure skating yeah just, like, yeah just watch for yeah it's awesome figure skating. and then everything else was on that week so i watched some of that triathlon stuff and they're like yeah listen the cross it's the- crazy Miles and then like they gotta get down and shoot and stand up and shoot. I was like, what, it is like, what am I? Why this sounds like some like six year olds made up the rules to the right? event. <laughs> How does that get to this? Yeah. Now I'm, exactly I'm more like alpine skier, so I could you know not cross country. I don't do the like flat distance. That's too much work. I like I like steep and groomed is my sweet spot. But um, what does that yeah. mean? Yes. What does that mean? I'm gonna steep. start saying it regardless. But go ahead. Yeah, steep and groomed. Steep and groomed. Just yeah, steep. grooming is uh, they have like the snow cats on on the mountains that like pack down the snow overnight on some of the runs. So you have like you know kind of consistent conditions versus like powder skiing where it's ungroomed and you're in the deep snow. You got to have like wider skis for that. You can sink in. So I, I like the groomed ones, so you can just kind of go a little faster and more like slalomy kind of skiing but uh some people like the deep powder you feel like you're kind of floating but wow. i'm more into the speed what would you what advice would you give for someone who's never skied before and wants to start skiing go out now? west okay okay 
don't ski in the southeast if you live in the southeast it's harder even the northeast it's icier go out west get to the good snow mm-hmm. you won't be discouraged as much because it's not quite as painful to fall on the good snow versus the shit we have down here mm-hmm. and it's mostly like man-made artificial snow and ice kind of all the south- southeastern resorts so definitely go out west and absolutely get lessons. Even if you just do like a half day lesson to start, like absolutely. you absolutely need lessons or else you'll develop extremely bad habits extremely quickly, which will prevent you from doing the things you need to do to get good and go fast. Those are the go two key pieces of advice. Fast. Yeah. Okay. That's great advice. Yeah. Is it like, what do you go, like Aspen and Breckenridge? Or we go to Vail a lot because I got a hockey teammate here. That's another thing I fuck with, hockey, soccer, mm-hmm. two things I fuck with. One of my hockey teammates from my rec league has a condo in Vail, so we get to go stay there a couple times a year for free, which is a big reason to go there. And then the pass that it's on, the Epic Pass, we'll go to one other epic pass resort usually just check out a different place um and then usually one totally random one that's not on one of the passes we have it's just something else we wanted to try we're gonna go ski in switzerland on our winter break this oh, year so God. yeah now i feel like i'm living someone else's life sometimes <laughs> Doesn't it? mm-hmm. it's um i know lisa was reading the big leap um and so it means i was reading it too and she had it on her audio book <laughs> playing out loud one day. I was listening to it in the background, just on my switch list in the background. And he talks about being able to make him space for more joy yeah. in your life. Mm-hmm. And it's not just like, oh, the things are hard. And then, then you get the other side of the joy. You get it from there. No, it's like when good things start to happen, how do you react? Yeah. Like, oh, man, I'm going to get it while you, you like hoard it like kind of scarcity mindset or do you just let it let it come and fill you up or and that's something I've been kind of thinking about a lot as like we're having like we're having wins as we're you know going through the first let's go now second year of our, of our entrepreneurship and yeah further and further away from the what we were doing before and yeah I'm like okay yeah this this happened but you know this happened as well like what else is true so yeah, I think some, you, yeah, go ahead. Some people get caught up in like, you know, just recharging and giving yourself rest time is enough, but it's really not. You need to like rest and also, you know, treat yourself to things that are satisfying and unique and keep you like intrigued and motivated and fulfilled feeling. And usually those things I find are not what your job is either like as much as I love the restaurant and cooking and all that kind of stuff the things that I need to do to really feel like I've been given energy back are generally other things like skiing or rec league hockey or soccer or you know whatever but not just like I took an extra day off it's like okay (laughs) what'd that do for you I just checked emails the whole day off too probably Get away from the desk. <laughs> that is so true because when I left my nine to five, you know, like a lot of people are like, oh, like I bet, you know, you were working so hard in the nine to five. And like, you know, I logged off at a decent hour. Like it wasn't yeah. like I wasn't getting enough sleep, but I felt like exhausted because I wasn't inspired at all in what yeah. I was doing. And the people around me didn't have the same like values as I did. So even though I would say I exert a lot more effort now and I apply a lot more pressure now, 
I feel better when I wake up in the morning Yeah. Um, because of like the way that I'm expending my energy. And then when I do have fun, like this year, I mean, I guess it's kind of been the year of yes for me because I've been trying more things to expand uh-huh. like the fun that we've been having. So we like, we went to the gun range, we went and played paintball and we went and did all these things that I would mm. probably never do yeah. a year ago mm. or forever ago i would have never done those things yeah and we had a blast like really at the maga trying. rally <laughs> you know no just way. things i it was just things i wanted to try new things <laughs> wow <laughs> this is not um in support of that that shall not be said <laughs> the audiology we did have a, a running joke. I was messing around with one of the uh, one of the winemakers we work with there in Portland area. I was like talking about how like weird it is having all the proud boys like around the like Willamette Valley kind of area. And I was like, Oh, you didn't know it stood for make American Gamays again? And we just like started this joke about how like the proud proud boys are like, guys, we gotta wrap up the rally because I'm pretty sure it's like gonna be perfect time to pull this gamay off the lees and <laughs> see if we can get it in bottle <laughs> that's hilarious like that was one thing we were so surprised about when we went to seattle like to we yeah. went there to visit our I'll team portland or seattle or portland seattle okay. they're based in seattle and we went there and they were like it is so conservative up there like yeah there is these are the i was like wait we're like, hold on, like, I love really? Georgia. And yeah. like I get that I get it, but at the same time I didn't realize like it's yeah. just the things that people were saying, it sounded like the things people say in Atlanta where they're like, Well, you're in this bubble, but once you get to the outside of the bubble, yeah. it gets real sketchy. And I was like, No way. Yeah, like surely everyone's just like wearing Patagonia vests and drinking. <laughs> water that they had filtered from the rain catch literally what i thought (laughs) nope no they're struggling still struggling still i was like well at least no one has guns in the restaurant (laughs) the bar just got lower and lower and lower this coffee shop that one of them worked at and it was one of the younger employees um had refuse service to a cop and uh, it was like during the pandemic so yeah. it was like i think it was probably like the middle middle of it uh, not the middle of the pandemic but the middle of the year so like after this is like after george floyd and everything and ahmaud aubrey and all that stuff and then there was so like there was seattle and this person was just like get out we won't serve <laughs> you and this cop basically i don't know if it was happened to two different cops or if it happened to the same cop twice uh-huh. this cop basically blasted this person's like information their personal information like on online and uh, threats and people were like damn that cop would have got kicked off twitter it was just like they really like turned the let the dogs loose on this person yeah and i was like and see how i was like i don't know nothing about seattle then oh, I was like, I don't coffee yeah that was my so just thing. go somewhere like, else and get a coffee go somewhere else you know what yeah. it is people are hot right now like a complete off, lack of empathy because i'm just like people are just good old-fashioned grieving because that's yeah. what happens when people die people get sad and i yeah. just feel like everybody just forgets that process in different part. ways yeah it's so weird it's like 
just leave like you don't have to like jeopardize somebody's personal safety yeah that's a weird response to it and the owner didn't know what to do too because he was like an immigrant and he didn't know what to say so he was just trying to say like catchy nice things yeah yeah, but then like the things he was saying came across really conservative and he didn't have context in the history to know yeah it's amazing how much gray area there is so much gray area. I was like, oh my God, let's go back to Atlanta. You've gone to a culture that's like very concerned with black and white and forgets that 99% of the world exists in the gray, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's more definitely... than 50 shades of it. <laughs> I'm convinced. There's definitely more than that. There's yes. definitely more than that. It's. I was just telling Jabari yesterday, we were talking about like how Tabari loves movies and I love serious television and I never thought about it before but I was like I love serious television because I'm way more likely to see my experience represented Mm. there than in a Uh, movie yeah and I never like articulated that before I was just like gravitating towards the things that I love but I was like insecure is a show it's not a Mm. movie yeah and it was just led to this really interesting conversation about like where to find the media that you love and like where to find like the storytelling and how yeah. to speak those things out like, i just gotta wait another week to see how i'm still gonna be anxious next week right <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting because i'm thinking about shows like the l word and will and grace shows that were about gay people but yeah. then there were stuff in films but it was kind of still like it was a really taboo and kind of a joke a lot. Yeah, Unless it was like, oh, here's Tom Hanks playing Philadelphia, and it's the most serious movie ever. And yeah. he got he had AIDS, and we're gonna sue somebody for firing him. Like it's the most instead of just somebody's life. Yeah, and it's interesting that you brought that up. Because I'm now like thinking about the same thing. I'm like, yes, that is what it is. Because I was like, they watching those shows because it wasn't on. It wasn't in the film. And me as a film buff, I was like, I have to go try so hard to find things. Yeah, right. versus... it's much easier now because the internet, of course, but. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but it was like such a challenge to find this stuff. So Will and Grace at 11, 11 p.m. on, what was it, like not CBS or like whatever, that UPN or whatever. Yeah, something like that. I mean, it was definitely like ahead of its time to an extent, yeah. but it also is like kind of cartoonish, you know, not cartoonish, but just like archetypal kind of character, yeah. characters of right. that realm. So now we're getting into a range where there's more like accurate representation of, mm-hmm. you know, it's not just like the Hallmark character. Right. It's like more depth to some of the some of the roles that are coming out with different movies and TV shows now that are portraying people alternative lifestyles from the mainstream like standard all American cookie cutter role. That was what shocked me the most because you know I consider myself to be somewhere between liberal and radical like I'm not willing to get arrested and I think that's why I can't claim radical. Yeah, <laughs> like. And it's like hard was, work. The food's not good there. The food is trash. I always say that. And I'm <laughs> just saying, that's that's I'm her not, thing all the time. Stuff like going to jail. She's like, I would not just the food alone. Garbage. Yeah. <laughs> that alone would just that would depress me alone before yeah. we even get to like all the, the serious why things. Prison is actually <laughs> trash. Yeah. And you know, for me, what surprised me when I went to the gun range was how many other black women were there. Now, granted, we are in Atlanta, 
Yeah, sure. But even still, I just thought I was like, for sure, this is the corner where like we're not gonna be there, right? Right? Yeah. And we went there, and it was like they just had on. I I forget who called it out. I forget if Tabari said it, but they were like they were in jeans and they were they just had their purses on and they're like cardigans. I was like, it's no time to put your purse down. Like, oh no, was, yeah. Just- there was a short woman who had her her purse like on her side. She was. Tiny she's little, trying to get used to shooting how it might be right right and i was like i guess that's i don't even consider that because our friend uh jack Corey, would did the same thing he would you know go from like quick to like, see if he can draw and you know yeah. and hit something but to have her just stand there and like calmly reload where her yeah. headphones on I was she like, looked like she was going on a date <laughs> yeah you gotta be ready you can't like, be like, like Pardon me, young scallywag. Do you mind? Let me just real quick. Pause. Give me a second. This no. is how I get ready for my dates. I my <laughs> what an insane. I mean, not insane, actually. It's really empowering, actually, everything. Yeah. <laughs> that was probably the time where I felt the most in the gray because I was like having this existential yeah. crisis. I was like, what does this mean for me? Because I really still think that we need like more regulation Some around control this. a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, it felt like yeah. it felt good to be like, okay, at least I'm not ignorant about this. Yeah, at least exactly. I know how to load a magazine. At least I know when safety's on. At least I know yeah. how to safely interact with this. Yeah. And then as soon as we're done, I'm like, okay, get me the fuck out of here. Because yeah. like everyone in the military is coming in and these are not saxophones that they're walking in with like yeah <laughs> the cases are getting larger and larger <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it must have been uh tubas they were walking in with i mean that's what i told you myself <laughs> they were like, correct these are not saxophones they're tubas we're <laughs> with the military marching band <laughs> I was like, that's my time, y'all. Looks like the grown-ups are here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious, uh, Jared, I don't know if we ever talked about this, because we've been we've known each other for a while now. Um, how did you get your like why Little Bear? Like why did I open that particular restaurant or how yeah. did I get into cooking in general? Let's keep um I know what the I know what the pop up. Um yeah. but why yeah, why Little Bear? Why did you why that restaurant and that's in that place and yeah. why do you source the way you do? Uh the sourcing side of it was kind of when I like left the restaurant that I had been working at before the pop-up. Mm-hmm. They were sourcing some local stuff, which was, you know, kind of my first like real exposure to that mm-hmm. in Atlanta. Um like restaurant or two before I, I stopped working in other people's places were were buying from farmers and seeing like new ingredients and the quality of the product it mm-hmm. you know kind of intrigued me and I was like well if I'm going to go and do a pop up I know these couple of farmers we've been working mm-hmm. with let me see you know what kind of stuff I can get and I I'll piece it from there but then it also was like well, now I don't have to run around shopping places I'd kind of gotten started to get more and more used to menu planning based on what was available and like what ingredients I purchased from the farmers in a given week and you know now i'm at a point where i can't really think about dishes like just totally out of the blue mm-hmm. it's not like oh i want to make whatever with this and i'll order all these things like I, right. my brain just doesn't work that way anymore mm-hmm. so i kind of look at it more of like i have these five ingredients let's put this into a dish so mm-hmm. it's just kind of how my cooking style my career have evolved 
over the last decade or so. And at this point, it's like I have so many relationships with all these different farmers. And yeah. I've kind of gotten to this point of pride, I guess, of like really reflecting seasonality in Georgia and having that be something that Little Bear does, where it's like you can know that every fresh ingredient you're eating on a plate, every leaf, every root, every herb, whatever is all from a farm around here. We're not putting any commodity stuff on the plate. So it's something that I feel pride in because there's not really any other restaurants that are as committed to it to the full extent that we are, I don't think. Mm. So it's kind of like something that I'm, you know, I just feel like I'm proud of. It's the ethos of the restaurant at this point. Mm. The space itself, I wanted to have something small just yeah. because so many places in Atlanta are not small. It's yeah. never really been a small restaurant city and all of my favorite food cities to eat in are places that have the little corner lot, tiny mm -hmm. restaurants, yeah. you know, San Francisco, Montreal, mm -hmm. DC, New York, whatever, Chicago, and his main cities like that. You know, it's not just about the huge restaurants. It's about those small neighborhood restaurants that are so good. And those are yeah. places that I like to eat the most. So I was like, you know, we should open something that's kind of like that in Atlanta if we can. Mm. It's just not easy to do. It's hard to find spaces that are conducive to small restaurants in Atlanta. So that was a large part of the, the process was, you know, obviously fundraising took a long time, trying to be scrutinizing about making sure to pick, uh, you know, not just get money, but also pick investors that would be good for the business and not, you know, handcuff what we could do long term. Mm -hmm. And then trying to find a space that was big enough to have some extra storage space and uh, like waiting area for people who don't have seats so that are waiting to sit down at the bar or whatever, versus like when we we're at Gato in Camley Park, which mm -hmm. is now Gigi's. Um, you know, the space is just so small where there's like storage for product was an issue with the way we source we get yeah. farm deliveries once a week so it's like i gotta get everything for the weekend mm -hmm. once a week if i don't have space to store enough product i can't just like drive to the grocery store and right. restock later in the week or you know like buford highway farmers market or decab farmers market people shop they're not farmers markets they're just fucking grocery stores call themselves <laughs> farmers markets like we're not <laughs> buying product from places like that getting the commodity food so it's like mm -hmm. I needed the space, but I also didn't want to have a place that was so big that A, I couldn't afford it with a small restaurant, but B, it just like dwarfed having 30 seats in it. Right. So finding that sweet spot of like 30 seats will look good in here, but there's enough storage space that I can put like a walk-in cooler right. and we can have a little like waiting area. Took a while to find. And then wanting it to be an old building was another big part of the equation for me. Yeah. Like save, mm. save an old building, help see, you know, a second life for it. I definitely didn't want to be in any new development, which is harder and harder to find mm. in Atlanta because everything's just like cookie cutter, mixed yeah. development, very developer driven city now at the real estate. So yeah, that was something that I was pretty adamant about. It was like, I want to find a, you know, good old building that needs a lot of work, but has character instead of just being in one of these cut and copy, you know, same old spaces like everything else yeah wow so who taught you to cook uh it was mostly on the fly like restaurant jobs you know learning on the industry uh we weren't like a cook dinner together everyone sits around the table at the same time and eats like kind of core nucleus american family whatever yeah. um my dad was a uh 
transplant surgeon, so he had crazy hours, you know, it'd wow. be like pretty much every time he tried to sit down for dinner like his beeper would go off (laughs) somebody died in macon i have to go to the hospital and like get on a helicopter and go like harvest his organs i'll be back in a few hours and you're just like so it was kind of hard to sit down and just be like all right this is the time frame we sit we eat Mm -hmm. we have dinner we go to bed so everyone just kind of fended for themselves my sister and i had different after school activities and Mm -hmm. so a lot of times it'd be like take out or like my mom would sometimes make something or my dad and just like leave it out just kind of like get to it when you can so i never really learned much cooking stuff at home it was more just like watching emerald live on tv picking up a (laughs) restaurant job and just learning in the industry Wow, that's so interesting because I, my parents taught me how to cook. Like I'm Jamaican, and my parents yeah. are like, "You have to know you how to cook, or else you're not a person." <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so literally, I'm like at the stove at seven, mm. right? But then I knew, and people hear that, and they're like, "You should be a chef." Or like my friends come over, and we have dinner, and they're like, "You should be a chef." I was like, "No." Like, yeah. like, I actually like do? doing this. I was like working in restaurants throughout college and to support myself for a while, but I was like, oh god, yeah. I would get eaten alive in there. Like meet me. And that's <laughs> like behind the line. <laughs> that's like my fa- also my favorite like memes and like restaurant accounts and stuff. That's like when the guest says compliments to the chef, and then it shows like the chef, and it's like. 18 year old stone kid named Danny in the back who doesn't know why someone's complimenting him. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, yeah. My parents didn't even teach us how to cook, per se. Um, I f- saw them doing dishes. I know how to make spaghetti and fried fish. Yeah. And um, I think my first recipe for them when I moved out um, was a split, split pea soup. <laughs> and I, I had like and I took the pots from them and I had this huge pot a pot that's basically for like boiling a, a whole full turkey or a chicken like, <laughs> it was this huge pot and I, yeah. I had to make food for the week and I made this split pea soup and I had I haven't come back again because I had so much split pea soup for the next like week or two <laughs> please everybody come take this it was good it was busted you know what I mean then it yeah. be, and it was like I'm like shitting green. I yeah, like, how much can you <laughs> eat? You can't eat that much split pea soup. And <laughs> we'll cut that part out. No, yeah. sorry, we it's were awesome, we man. almost missed the MAGA rally, so we had to get out for a little bit. Oh my back. god! <laughs> my grand wizard called. I had to like take that. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so um, I told them I'd bring potato salad. Yeah, if you're like make America ginger and carrot productions again. Wow, we no. have to. Do- <laughs> you know what? Yeah. New like, merch. Oh, man, that's a very, I am very conflicted about that one. I want to use it, but I also will never use that. Yep. <laughs> I feel like because Kanye is running rampant, I can't make jokes about that. That's fair. Yeah, it's too too close to home now. It's, it's too right close now. to home. Like our community is going through a lot right now. Yeah, you remember the good old days when college awful. dropout came out and was just like you could just listen to that guilt free. Yeah. Just like ah yes, yeah, songs that make me feel like cool. Yeah. And flash forward to now and you're like, hmm? <laughs> he that said, is what? the appropriate reaction. I didn't need help, bro. Yeah. Like interviews like, with a full on anybody say interviews with a full ball mask on. I'm like, you you're 
You're trying to disassociate. Yeah. And I get it because celebrity is, you know, a, you just say fame is a, a mask that eats at the face. And I'm like, I th- sure as you, we can't relate. Yeah, it's very... just a painfully <laughs> obvious metaphor, though. It's like, it's not even creative. <laughs> it's just like, ugh. What, the it's face definitely... Yeah, it's like, oh, we get it, a mask because you feel masked. Okay. Right, because yeah, you want to hide and you want to. Yeah. It's I can tell it was a metaphor. Dividing, it's a dividing topic. It's like you go to your friend's house and inevitably it comes up and then you're looking at each other like, how black are you? Yeah. Are you like... canceling Kanye black or are you using <laughs> problematic fame black? Yeah. <laughs> it's like that meme with the Spider-Man. They're like pointing at each other like, you, you, you. Is it you? Is it you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think it's a, another perfect segue. Yes. <laughs> a perfect segue. Is there, is there anything you want to get off your chest, Jared? No, I'm good, man. <laughs> Kanye already said it all. <laughs> On behalf of Little Bear. Uh... <laughs> he was like, uh, my grievances, uh, everything Kanye said. Just print that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. Finally got this mask off. Yeah, I feel bad about it. I feel bad like publicist and they still holding oh on for their life and just like, like not worth his paycheck. What a resume builder, though. Right? <laughs> yeah, you're like, I managed to deal with this shit. So like whatever first. you have, I got you. I got you. Right. Nothing. Light work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't have much to get off my chest. I think really my main thing is the same thing that's been going on for the last like year and a half or two of restaurant people bitching and moaning about there not being enough employees. And it's mm-hmm. still just like you just have to pay people better, idiot, and then you can have people. That part. Yeah. So I'm not really that sympathetic to it. And they're like, there's just not enough people. It's like, there are enough people. They just want to have shitty jobs. Just make it a nicer place to work and pay decent wage. And you'll find people. Yeah. So that's all I want to get off my chest. It's just because you own a restaurant doesn't mean I'm on your team. Right. Mm. I like the phrase, um, good work, good help isn't hard to find. It's expensive. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, yeah, this is and see, but not to be confused with the fact that shitty help is also frequently expensive. So you it have to be able to tell the difference. More expensive. True. Just because you're expensive, expensive doesn't mean you're going to be good. <laughs> but good people don't play games. This is true. You mm-hmm. know, and every now and again, you'll find a diamond in the rough of somebody who doesn't know their value. Sure, yeah. but it's like, is your business model dependent on those people? Are those the people that are aligned with the values of the business you're building? Hell the yeah, it is. You're... Take advantage of them. Bleed <laughs> them dry. <laughs> no, no, just kidding. I think a lot of people rely on that. And I'm like, or you can hire some adults mm-hmm. who know yeah. what they're doing. I who... even did that last week on our ski trip. There was a new kid. He was like maybe 17 or 18, like, you know, winter job, like working at this place that was by the slopes where I was like, Let's just rent like an overnight locker or whatever here. So we don't have to like walk back and forth in our boots from the condo because it's a pain in the ass. We just leave our skis and boots here every night. And he was like, all right, it'll be like $44 or something. I was like two pairs of boots and two pairs of skis for three nights. That doesn't seem right. And then he like had his boss come over and was like, oh, it's like 80 something dollars. I was like, 
There you go. That's the metaphor. It's like you gotta know your worth. <laughs> I know your worth. That's that under. Some other people might take advantage of that, but I wouldn't have been able to sleep at night. If I'm right. That's what. That's the real thing. Yeah. Fucking Scooby and Shaggy behind the counter, like two stoned eating his fab sandwich to figure out which button to press. Take him out of his paycheck later or whatever. Yeah, you know, exactly. Probably. Right, that's true. You could have saved him forty bucks, and that goes a long way for a seventeen-year-old. Yeah, problem. a seventeen-year-old has forty bucks of shitty weed to buy. Right. Poor kid. If he's in Colorado, he won't. He won't be too shitty. I don't know when you. Go. Yeah, I guess that's true. Get you a little medical card. Get you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, wait, this medical card's only forty dollars. Wow. Oh my gosh, that was hilarious. I don't have anything to get off my chest. Scooby and Shaggy behind here. Off the yeah. <laughs> I guess that's the problem is once I start, I can't stop getting things off my chest. So. <laughs> I think it's important to have space to do that. You know, so me and yeah. to each other just to, like, even if you don't know what to do with it yet, it's like, I'm feeling this way. Let me just process it. And sometimes it's like, oh, a kernel of truth, something else I'm working through because. This self, this like growth, self improvement, not self improvement. Self awareness. Self awareness. Yeah. yeah. It's like increasing your self awareness is a never ending task. <laughs> that's right. Can you guys still hear me on your end? Is it just my yeah. picture that's frozen or is it not oh, yeah, frozen you. on your end? Okay, yeah, so we can hear you. I'm frozen in like the the thinker pose on my end of the oh, screen. That's good. My bad. Good yeah. Sometimes this you get nerd face. It's just not yeah. <laughs> exactly. So Jarrett, are you ready for Bob's bangers and buzz? I am, but I have one more thing I need to get off my chest first. Oh, do it. It reminded me of my favorite restaurant joke of all time. <laughs> it involves getting things on or off your chest, basically. Do you know what the difference is between a chickpea and a garbanzo? No. I've never paid to have a garbanzo on my chest. <laughs> god damn, dude. Oh my god. Say you're a chef without saying you're a chef. Yeah. <laughs> it's a classic. Everybody's like, they're the same thing. What is this idiot talking about? Some of those anti jokes is like, what's uh, what's blue and smells like red paint? <laughs> I don't know. Blue paint. <laughs> okay, I love things like that. Okay, yeah, that one, that's a banger. That's a banger. Let's jump right into it. It's I'll try not to make this segment of the podcast uh, a bunch of jokes. I have a a list. I have some fancy jokes. <laughs> Incredible. I'll say that for my personal podcast. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, save it for Tabari's take. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> um, okay, I can go first. Unless you want to go first, Nisa. You can go first, Tabari. All right, so okay. Bop was mediocre. Banging is obviously banging. And what yeah. was... Bus is whack. Bus. Bop is what I would consider catchy. It's like, mm-hmm. it's catchy, it's cool. You're yeah. not overwhelmed by it. It's not gonna, you know, make an impact in the decade, but it's yeah. like cool for now. <laughs> I got you. Okay. You never know. So, um, <laughs> so I'm like Nisa today. I don't have mine written down. 
Oh wow! So okay. We're gonna go in. Uh, we're gonna freestyle it right quick. We're gonna <clears throat> no freestyle. Music. Uh, uh, no, no music. <laughs> <laughs> uh, boss fingers a bus. Croissants. Croissants. Mm-hmm. Mm, you know what? I'm gonna say Bob. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I feel like most of the time not that good. And the fucking crumbs get everywhere <laughs> to the point that? where I just don't enjoy it. Like, I, don't I don't like it. being crummy. I don't like having <laughs> sand on me. I don't yeah. like fucking, you know, there's people who can like eat cheeseburgers or whatever with and get like the ketchup stains on the corner mm-hmm. of their mouth and like uh, not wipe it up constantly. And they just eat their burger looking like the goddamn Joker the whole time. <laughs> I can't deal with it. So I feel like croissants pose uh, so much of a logistical issue most That's of the time real. that. But then you have the ones that are really good, and you're like, all right. So, like, because they can be so good that they overcome the massive amount of logistical hurdles they cause, <laughs> they get to be a bop. That's real. That's real. Yeah. But just for the crumb, like, if it was just the crumb side, I, I would bust them. Mm. Yeah, they didn't have <laughs> they have cherries or cream cheese croissants. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Okay. Non-slip shoes. Oh, bangers! <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> kitchen, kitchen life. You know, I would never wear my kitchen Crocs outside of work. So I guess from style. I guess they're not a banger to me, but at work, yeah, the non-slip shoes, absolute bangers. Saved my ass. <laughs> Many a times. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Um, boss bangers are bust. Curling. Curling? Yeah, like the, the like ice the game? Sport? Olympic sport? Yeah. Um, I'm going I'm to say banger. Yeah, but it's a low key banger. It I requires agree. like no effort, really, like no f- real physical effort from you. It's, it is hard to do the brushing thing because yeah. w- during the Winter Olympics, we we did some curling in the dish pit where you used the deck yeah. brush and stuff. <laughs> it was like really soapy back there, yeah. and that shit is hard being yeah. the scrubby guy. But the rest of the time, you're just kind of chilling. You're hanging out with your friends, you're throwing the thing. You're like there's big money at stake if you do yeah. well at it. It's pretty chill. I feel like you can really just like drink some wine, relax, play some curling, right. have a good night. Yeah, I would have stones like heavy. Why curling could be fun to me? I think it's be real fun. Beautiful granite. I guess fascinating to a certain amount of pe- pre- pressure to get mm-hmm. something to go like right. It, it's such a like, um, yeah, like kind of like a not like rocket science, but something like that, where it's like basically it is. You're just like let's just, yeah. just hold it and twist it a little bit, and it comes yeah. around. And then very just, scientific. And then yeah. just angles <laughs> and spin. Plus, you can also just like totally troll the people you're playing with, and just be like, <laughs> "You did really well on that last one. I choose violence," and you're just like, "Blow it up, throw it up, yeah, yeah." <laughs> spin the whole round, like four rounds, set it up, and then you just like knock it out, get it out of, here, got it out of here. Yeah. It's I'll exactly. never forget the U.S. versus was it China? The one we were watching last year. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
they Very were good. like gloating. They looked like a bunch of extras they, in Superbad, first of can. all. Yeah. They were yeah, having a looks. great time. Yeah. The Rockstar yeah, had like, he had like his glasses and his like ponytail. He knew he was. The yeah. Yeah. They just knew they had it. And then China was slowly but surely creeping up. They stayed focused. And when yeah. I tell you, it came down to the wire, like that yeah. lead. I mean, they still won, but they but had they, to like cut it out. Like the United States. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was like, that's what you get for fucking around yeah. too much. Yep. <laughs> he found out. This is the fuck around and find out. They found out. The coefficient. What is it? <laughs> find out. <laughs> yeah, fuck around long okay. enough. Definitely. <laughs> Bob's bangers or bust burgers. Oh, we have bangers. I feel like burgers are bangers. That's I feel like that lives up to the hype. And so many of them are terrible, but when you have a really good one, you're just like, fuck. But, okay, I'm gonna uh, Bob's bangers and bussy back. Okay. Okay, first. <laughs> so, yeah, double, like, double patty, smash patty diner style burger, or or, like, one big juicy patty burger. Double yeah. patty yeah. diner style. Yeah. I don't want the juicy one. I used yeah. to think I want a juicy one. No. Yeah. Now it's weird. At home, it's weird. We'll do do like something where like it's um an herb butter in the center of it. And oh yeah, he has to use the butter burgers, but yeah, that's me. Yeah. Other than that, I want it to be yeah. Smashed. But you I can like still do it with the smash edges. patties. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You just dice the butter. And then fold it in with your ground meat. And then you make your patties with the little bits of diced butter in it. You know what? You just fuck the game up, Jared. <laughs> You're welcome. God. That was a gem. We should have a sound effect for gems. Yeah. That was a gem. I'm going to get a soundboard. Since I can figure it out, I'm going to get us a soundboard. And we can do it. Because I can do it in post. But yeah. I really want to minimize my editing and just do it. On soundboard, like, yeah. it's coming. I just gotta figure out how to do it. That's your like, homework for, t- yep. for Q1, Tabari. Yeah, I've been yep. looking for it. I'm trying to just figure out how it works. If I need to pay for it or not, because I'm, I'm willing to pay for it. <laughs> Smart. I see like I just need like five sounds. I need like an applause, maybe a boo. Um, you gotta have a fart. You have a fart. <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be a perfect moment for a fart oh, sometime. <laughs> Like the first time you guys have a guest on who like references going to a MAGA rally in a non-ironic way, you can just be like, (laughs) and then you end the podcast. This is why we usually do pre-production calls. Like you skip that step because you're a friend of the family, but everyone else, it's like, are you cool? Yeah. Like, I'm gonna skip 30 minutes to see what you're about, really. <laughs> on a scale we have of all one this to Maggie, you around it, and then we get on the call, we're like, um, are you gonna be our friend? <laughs> <laughs> Friends, or are you gonna smash the tater tots in my pocket at lunch because you want them? Right. Give <laughs> your tater tot, Napoleon. <laughs> Who are you in this equation? <laughs> There's two kinds of people in this world people who like tater tots and people who smashed it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love those. This only two bad people in this world. Those who do don't. Yeah, there's people who like tater tots and there's idiots. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Okay, boss bringers a bus. I'm talking about fr- burgers, shoestring fries. 
Oh, that's a good one. Oh, that is a good one. Um, I'll go, you know what? I'll go with Bob. Okay. They're cute. Okay. So, Bob's bangers are bust. Facial hair. I'm going to go with bangers, but I think it has to suit you, you know? Mm. Like, I feel like, uh, I don't know what they're called. Maybe chin strap beard? Is mm. that what, like, you know, fucking, like monster energy <laughs> drinking dummies always have? It's like, yeah, like all the way down. I feel like maybe even LeBron no had mustache. it for a little while. Mm. Yeah, it's just like sideburns mm-hmm. all the way around your chin, you know? Yeah. I feel like that's pretty much never a good look. Um, I think it screams, I abandoned my family. Wow. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm yes. my boy. Yes, you're right. I but like I live bad. down the road. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I abandoned them, but not out of eyesight. Wow. Right. Yeah, I'm with that's you on that. Fired. Wow. Now, what I'm trying to get somebody to do, because I wouldn't do it, is to use what a, a hairdo that I've invented. I think that I call the helio strap, which would just be a chin strap beard, and then you shave off all the rest of your hair except a continuation of it <laughs> going up your head. So it's just like a, you know, like a circle track, like Licky. a very thin friar's cut, but rotated 45 degrees. <laughs> They're not going to do it even for Halloween. I got to yeah. find someone to do it. It's not going to be me. <laughs> I don't know. This is kind of fun for uh, to do it for one day and cut off the next. Yeah. Like if you know you're gonna shave your head, yeah, I do. I do Halloween. If, if my, if my, well, banging the mic up over here. If my shit connected, I might yeah. be willing. To, I might be willing to do something like that. Just for yeah, they have the splotchy one. They don't connect. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Boss fingers or bust. Cherry. Cherry. Mm-hmm. Banger. Banger. Underappreciated fruit. Great mm-hmm. flavor, like cherry coke. Delicious. Wow. Yeah. I'm going with I bangers. think it is underappreciated. It's got the acidity, it's juicy, it's bright, it's sweet, it's tart, it's a little bitter. They're great. Love them. Wow. <laughs> okay, I'm just I'm taking good. that in. I'm like, do I need to revisit cherries? <laughs> I, was gonna, I, was gonna, I was gonna say anything. I'll let you have that. I feel like it's like everything, with the exception of like you know, just like the bright red maraschino, like crappy maraschino cherries, not like the dark one soaked in brandy syrup, but like just the shitty bright red ones. Yeah, those are terrible, and that flavor is gross. Oh, yeah. It's just sugar. It's like cane syrup that's red. That's it, but or corn syrup, whatever is red, but real cherry, yeah, here for it. I'm yeah. over here, like, have I had a real cherry? I like yeah. cherries because it's like eating grapes, but with like apparatus, which you can like grab the stem, yeah, things like I don't like put them yes, in my mouth. Exactly. It's a neat, neat yeah. man's grape, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, if this were the olden days and I was able to lay around on a like you know, oversized <laughs> ottoman, and someone yeah. would be holding the bunch of grapes, mm. and I wouldn't have to do any of the work and just nibble off of it. Sure, but now since that doesn't happen in my life on a regular basis, cherry is great. That's a good birthday gift. Yeah, like you, you can lay it on a birthday on your birthday, and be like just feed me. Yeah, it won't take, it won't take long. Be I'll bring it up. Not, it wouldn't Fernando. take long. 
Send me about 15 minutes or a solid yeah. half hour. Let me just lay back and you just feed yeah, me. Yeah, just, just like, feed me this bunch of grapes. You do that once a year. That's a birthday. Yeah. That's a solid birthday yeah. gift. Okay, <laughs> exactly. No. Okay, hint. I'm very <laughs> loud and clear. <laughs> Bob's bangers are bust. Space heaters. Oh, wow. Oh. Ah. I'm going to say bus. They just get too hot. <laughs> it does escalate quickly. Yeah, they just they're like they're like your friend that like shows up to the house party on coke and you're like you read the vibe wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you need to chill. Yeah. I've basically just saved my life more than one occasion. Yeah, we younger. Yeah, um, and then as a as a as a young AKA adult, last year. <laughs> yeah, no, as a as a young adult out here, you know what I mean, with other friends who are young adult and yeah. don't have it together at all, and then I think I brought a space heater, and then it's like, oh, you can come stay here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, they serve their role. I just you yeah. know we run a little like we keep things colder around here with Fernando mm-hmm. being giant furry, like we're just kind of used to the cold. Okay. I'm always just sort of like. I can put on layers. I can find more layers. But when I'm hot, there's nothing you can do about it. I you can't. What can I do? Same. Yeah. Wait. You can't get unhot past a certain point. Like, what am I going to do now? Peel my skin off? There's nothing left. Take a cold shower four times a day. Like, what yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> one of my, one of the few influencers I follow that travels um, went to. Iceland and was like they always say there's no such thing as bad weather just bad clothing. Just bad clothing. <laughs> yep. My dad always said that too growing yeah. up like when we were skiing and shit. Yeah, it was always like, oh, should have put on your base layer today. Yeah, That's why you're cold. Like yeah. your hands are cold? Well, I gave you hand warmers and you didn't use them. So. Mm. That's well, true. It's an important skill to learn. As soon as you can, that discernment. You're like, you have a choice, make a choice. So you, because you're gonna live through it either way. So yeah, you might as well. exactly. <laughs> so, Jared, where can people find you and anything that you want them to find? <laughs> so, my home address is <laughs> Social Security. While I'm on it. Uh, just in case yeah. you know. just in case you never know um no they can find me at little bear a lot of the time uh we're open wednesday through sunday for dinner 5 to 10 p.m um usually i take sundays off now so that's a good day to come in if you uh don't want to see me if you do i would steer you towards wednesday when i'm definitely working doubles every wednesday uh other nights i leave when I can, sometimes that's early, sometimes it's later. It's kind of unpredictable, but mm-hmm. I'm there all day prepping. So that's another good time to come by. If you really want to piss me off is just drop by in the morning when I'm trapped alone and you stop me from doing my work so that I can talk to you. Heard. That would be a good thing to do. You guys are not guilty of that because y'all are polite and we schedule things like grownups, but love the schedule. Just putting that out there for any of the, I'm just going to drop by with shit that I'm going to try to sell you vendors already on the wrong foot when you just show up without an appointment and interrupt my prep time. But yeah, those are kind of main, main things. Thursday night co-ed soccer league up at Silverbacks Park. If you want to see what a out of shape restaurant person looks like when they fall over a lot. Yeah. <laughs> 
but really main thing yeah just a little bear i don't really do too much else these days now that i'm finally done with pop-ups and have my own brick and mortar i don't really Mm -hmm. like doing very much else people are like you want to come do this dinner this event or this whatever i'm like nope I just want to be a hermit in my little restaurant now. I'm good. Shout out to right the on. boundaries. Yeah. Shout out to that because sometimes it's about knowing when to say no. Right? Yeah. It's hard it's at the beginning because you're like, if I say no to things, am I just going to be like blacklisted and never right. have a chance to do things again? So I have the luxury of now being in a position where I feel like I can pick and choose from having enough of a career foundation. But I definitely, I don't know, probably at this point do just a small handful of offsite events a year for mm-hmm. things that are, you know, like a Georgia organics event that I'm a part of the farmer champion program or whatever. It's like, you know, you kind of got to show face for those kinds of things and, but other stuff. Yeah. It's like, nah, no good. You can keep your old pop-ups yourself, whatever somebody else can do the. He said, I already put food tent at the pot. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I, I already put seven years into that. I'm good. <laughs> South, South Georgia organics. You know, shout out to organics. Shout yeah. out to Ski. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to the soccer league. You know yeah. who you are. If you know, you know. That's Bangers right. All around. Shout out to setting up appointments to talk. Bangers only. Yeah. Bangers. <laughs> setting up appointments. Grade A banger. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you, Jarrett, for joining the Sensitive Business Podcast. This is definitely going to be the episode where people realize how often we cackle. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Awesome. We'll see you all next time. Thank you for having me. Bye, Bye. Bye guys. so much for listening to the sensitive business podcast please be sure to leave us a review um preferably five stars (laughs) help us get the word out share this podcast with at least one person y'all we are photographers and videographers and we love to work with restaurateurs restaurant owners and chefs we are accepting clients for 2023 so if you're ready for your next big filming day if you need some content you need some food photography some videography and you need to really show up with vigilance, zeal, excitement for your business, for your restaurant, for your food and get your story out there, then hit us up, you know? You can book a discovery call at calendly.com slash ginger and carrot. Bye y'all.